Welcome to Sparks of History. Joining us today is renowned filmmaker and producer Grant DeGraff, director of both The Legacy Project and of Frontline Voice. Uh, Mr. DeGraff, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Ari. Uh, pleasure to be here and uh, thank you for reaching out. Um, as one who has devoted his efforts and his talents to promoting Holocaust education uh, and to combating anti-Semitism through films and the media, how do you view the situation today, given the extreme rise of anti-Semitism worldwide? And how do you deal with the fact that terms such as Holocaust, genocide, are being thrown out today. Um, further, does Holocaust education actually stem anti-Semitism? Is, is that still the case? And it's all yours. Those are just a few of the questions I thought that might be appropriate. If there's anything else, please feel free to address that as well. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate the question. So, um, uh, as you articulated, uh, my focus uh, was previously on filmmaking, um, you know, and, and still is. But um, just given the, the anti-Semitism in the world um, and the, the sharp increase, which you know obviously was uh, realised, you know, a few years ago, it's a, it's a rising trend. It's not something which just um, um, suddenly happened. Um, I believed and as as many do that holocaust education is a a very important criteria um, criteria to uh, to educate the world and uh, to hopefully reduce the amount of anti-semitism that exists in the world and you know we just have to look at the trend the the very sharp rise in ignorance across the globe in america and in europe you know individuals who just didn't even know that the holocaust existed and so from my perspective and many others, uh, we believe that it was very important to uh, to educate people as much as possible on the Holocaust, on the events and um, exact, exactly what happened. And so, you know, that really was the, the spark to my legacy project, which is basically committed to hosting conferences in 27 countries in Europe and also in America at a later stage to inform people about the Holocaust. The trustees of October the 7th were, were just, um, there is no way to describe it. I mean, it was just, um, we were just, everyone, I mean, the whole world, uh, to a large extent, were just swept off their feet. And, and certainly those in Israel, anyone who has a connection with Israel, were just taken back in a, a very significant way. And it sort of br brought to light, in, in many ways, the importance of the the very dire situation of anti-Semitism and how much more work is needed you know, for individuals across the globe, uh, people who have, have any interest in combating hate and anti-Semitism to be ambassadors to the, 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 the very difficult situation. Just on um, October the 7th, I do want to just mention that um, prior to October the 7th, especially in Israel, there obviously was, um, I would say, uh, to some extent, a divided nation, especially with the legislative initiatives which were being conducted. 
and there were demonstrations after October the 7th that dissipated completely. It was a new, a new Israel, a new spirit of unity in the air. And um, it's very difficult to describe because especially in the South or, you know, where the fighting actually was taking place, it was just incredible to experience this and see it in action. And obviously further away you got from there, you know, things might have been slightly diluted, but the unity and the spirit was just incredible. And that was, you know, to me, very inspiring. When you saw the whole of, of Kali Israel, the whole of, of Jewish people all across the globe even, came together for, you know, for common cause. So th- that was very inspiring. Um, in addition to that, um, I want to just, uh, just briefly mention, like, on October the 7th, the incredible miracles, open miracles, which happened. Um, you know, for example, there was a helicopter carrying 60 IDF soldiers on that day that actually crashed, were shot down by Hamas terrorists. And um, all 60 of those IDF soldiers, including the crew members, managed to escape. And, you know, when you have a look at the, the helicopter, pictures of the helicopter, which is basically non-existent, it's just mind-boggling in terms of how, you know, how they manifested themselves. And there are countless other, there are hundreds of other stories that are coming coming out all the time of how people were just, the, the bravery and the courage that people showed was just incredible. So, um, you know, we have a lot of work to do, um, just in terms of, you know, genocide. I mean, you know, it's obviously very media portrays the situation um, in, in a way which is just not reflective. And that's really what's in many ways, just because of the information war, which Iran is conducting, which prompted me to initiate the frontline voice platform, which is to to portray um, information on the war and on the situation in a, a more accurate way that is being pro- portrayed by the, by the, uh, the media. Um, the, the, the way is that the media are presenting it is very, very disturbing. Um, you know, there obviously are terms that are being thrown around like occupation, like apartheid. Don't forget, I grew up in an apartheid South Africa. I know what apartheid is. And, Israel can't be further, I fought apartheid. I actually, you know, I was involved with that, 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 whole, um, that, that, that whole fight. And to come here and hear people saying that Israel is a, a apartheid state is just, you know, I, I just don't understand it. It's just, you know, just, that is basically anti-Semitism in the, in, in the, in, in, in the most aggressive and, 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 and most terrible way. Um, so there is a lot of work to be done. Um, I want to just mention as well that, you know, obviously the, um, the war itself is tragic. Um, no one can, um, no one can deny that the death of of human beings on both sides of the fence. If you can't actually feel some type of pain, um, then, you know, you've obviously, the person has lost their moral compass, but, you know, those the IDF is very specific in terms of the way that they conducted this war. I mean, obviously, they appreciated that there would be comeback. I mean, because Israel, unfortunately, is the only country in the world that is not allowed to win a war. But um, they are very specific in the way that the war is conducted. And, um, for example, as many people do know, there were you know, 
millions of, of leaflets that were distributed asking civilians to move to the south. There were phone calls that were made, text messages on, on people's cell phones, thousands, tens of thousands of those messages warning people that there is going to be um, a there is, that there is going to be a bombing, that, that the situation is going to come under fire. And, you know, unfortunately, or, you know, we don't really know if it was the case, but presumably many ignored those messages and were caught up in the fire. But it was, there was certainly enough warning given and people were, people were begging, the idea of begging people, please go south to safe areas, leave your house. So as far as I'm concerned, as far as I can see, that that idea of war was conducted in the most moral way possible. I mean, there is no army that would actually do that. In addition to that, when it comes to aircraft, idea of aircraft bombing the area, those are specifically targeted. I mean, the, there's a legal team behind that that actually look at you know which targets they can they can take, which they can't. It's a very specific. They are legal experts in the idea of how looking at all the targets that are that are presented to the, the pilots. And it's not just like, okay, well, today's another day. We're going to, you know, destroy buildings. That's not, that's not how it works. So I, 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 all I can say is that the IDF has to be one of the most moral armies in the world, despite the, the media. And so all I, all, I, all I can say is, you know, and, and I have friends that I grew up. I have friends that I grew up in South Africa who um, were some of my best friends. And when it came to the the Israel Hamas war, they turned around to me and said, "You know, well, well, you know, there's always two sides to a story." And you know, as one politician said, "No, there's no two sides to a story." One person says it's raining, and the other person says it's not raining. You look out the window and you see whether it's raining. You just have to check the facts. Anyone who decides to stay on the sidelines in this tragic event which has implications globally it's not just a local issue this is a global phenomenon it's going to be you know it's international anyone who stays on the sidelines is complicit in the the, the, the terrorism in the tragedy which has been perpetrated and it's it's really um it's really shocking but i'm hoping that um that this will ignite a, a feeling or a, 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 an understanding that there is a need for education, for appreciating that um, that that anti-Semitism is real. When you look at the campuses in the United States, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, it's just unbelievable what's happening there. And in fact, Demusani Washington, who's a, a very uh, uh, who's a black pro-Israel advocate, has, has said, said many times that the warning signs were seen about four or five years ago. Um, and, um, you know, obviously we, we do know that a lot of work has to be done in terms of affecting um, and, and, and educating people in terms of what the real situation is on the ground on, in Israel. Just tell, tell us a little bit more about frontline. Any other voice. questions? Yeah, 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 just a little bit more about frontline voice. This is a new platform that you set up that's an advocacy uh, platform on social media. Yes, well, um, Iran, uh, as you know, is spending billions of dollars um, on the information war. And that's really something that, that I'm involved with. I'm involved in a, in a war, in a different type of war. Um, it's an information war. And that is really to, to change and capture the minds of, of young people and to push them 
in a in a, in a direction which is not incons not only inconsistent with the reality of things and and how things really are and portray Israel in a negative light, but they are really capturing the minds of these people and and almost these are the the unfortunately the terrorists of tomorrow. These people that uh, that buy in to the to the Iran and Hamas propaganda. Um, and once again, I'm not I'm not anti-Palestinian. I'm not you know I, as I say I fought I fought, I fought apartheid. I, I, I'm I take every individual um, as as an equal person, so um, it's it's unfortunate that, that what Hamas and Iran have done is they captured the hearts and minds of these young students, of these people who are obviously very impre impressionable, and they've moved them in a in a direction which you know really is like building the future terrorists of tomorrow, and. You know, our platform, Frontline Voice, is really to bring to the public, bring to the attention of the public and the world that there are certain issues that are incorrectly projected in the media. You know, some, some of them are, are just basically stereotypes, like, you know, occupation, like apartheid. And, you know, I, I encourage every person, every Jewish per person who's really an ambassador to find out about the facts and, and, and be an ambassador really for Israel in terms of what really is happening. So that's really the, the frontline voice is really to change the, the narrative to a narrative, which is, which really is actually more factually and uh, correct um, than the one rather than it's been projected by the BBC and, you know, some of these other media outlets and also on, on social media as well. I mean, it's, it's pretty, uh, prevalent, unfortunately, you know, on TikTok and uh, um, Instagram, wherever you turn your head, um, there, there are there, there, there are initiatives, there are campaigns that have been actively run by pro-Hamas propagandists to change and to capture the hearts of mind people. And obviously, Frontline Voice is doing whatever it can to take on that challenge. How how can regular people be ambassadors? You know, if someone is not social media savvy and you know doesn't know all that kind of stuff, and they just want to, you know, help, you know, get the word out, advocate. How do they do that? Well, um, first of all, I think obviously what's important is you know coming to um, terms with all the facts, like knowing and and reading out about all this, the facts and, and as they exist. You know, just like this word genocide is being thrown around. I mean, people need to know what the strategy of the IDF and, and how carefully this back. You know, for example, we had that um, that, that disastrous report um, about the hospital in Gaza being being bombed by IDF and um, that there were 500 civilian deaths, which obviously wasn't the case at all. It turned out to be not the case. In fact, it was uh, um, you know it, it was fired by 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 uh, pro Hamas um, activists, um, and they were responsible for it. So um, the first thing is to for people and individuals out there to educate themselves on the, of the facts. You know all the things that are being um, being said negatively about Israel. And then once they've you know come to um, uh, an understanding or some type of, of, of level of basic education on those issues. To reach out to their legislators, to reach out to to 
community members, leaders in the community, to basically put the Israel's perspective and point of view forward, which um, you know obviously isn't being done enough. So, so everyone can be an ambassador. You don't have to. You don't only have to be social media savvy. I mean, obviously there are a lot of you know Gen Z people out there who are, and they can definitely be ambassadors for Israel. But um, even people who who aren't connected to social media, they they can, you know, they have their circle of friends, they know people, um, and they can put forward uh, in an educated way the, the the Israel perspective as it really is. I mean, which you know, anyone knowing the, the facts and issues can see that it's a it's a very legitimate, very factual way of actually presenting a very just way of presenting the, um, the the issues which need to be presented and putting them on the table. Again, this has um, been, um, thank you so much for, for this presentation. We, we urge all our viewers and listeners to go online and check out Frontline Voice and, and support it, like it, share it, uh, whatever one does on social media, and also to check out the Legacy Project. And I'm assuming that God willing, when the war is won, both the military war and the information war that you will be continuing to do what you do so so well and, and perhaps produce films and, and other multimedia projects after the war? Is that on the agenda? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's, uh, there's a even more, even more so than now than, than ever before. There's a need, you know, Holocaust education and um, anti-Semitism. Um, we need to to do a tremendous amount of work in that area. And you know, I'm uh, I, I would have preferred not to do it, but uh, you know, that's something that I'm you know really committed towards achieving. And um, I very much appreciate uh, you hosting me and, um, and and for me being able to put in the table a, a, diff the, the, a different perspective or perspective from the front lines. Um, to people out there who may not be so well informed. Okay, again, thank you, thank you much. so much. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.